listeners welcome back to the podcast um i am super looking forward to this one this is a story that i've kind of put off telling uh it's all about my cat and how i adopted her you've probably heard her in the past episodes because she's a jerk and she always runs right up to the mic and there's i can't really edit her out but first i have a very special guest would you like to introduce yourself yeah hi everyone i'm Haley. Uh, Lund unfortunately couldn't make it again today. Again, everything is fine. Uh, there was just more scheduling conflicts. But right now, I'm just going to tell you about my cat Muffin. All right. So I actually have to go a little bit back. Um, so when I got my first big person job with the state, I moved out of my parents' place and I moved into an apartment near where I worked. And everything was great. I except I live alone and I have various forms of anxiety and depression. So living alone got kind of lonely pretty quick. And I really needed some, something to really keep me company. And so I talked to my therapist and I talked to my doctors and they suggested, you know, play a lot of music when you're in your apartment alone. You know, do you have any stuffed animals you can talk to, you know, all that kind of fun stuff. Uh, But none of it was really working. So one day I was talking to the woman who owns a cat shelter near where I used to live and where I used to volunteer. And she, she was like, Oh cool. You live in an apartment now. So when are you going to get a cat? And I was like, I don't know. Uh, My apartment complex has no pet policy, uh, which actually means you have to pay a several hundred dollar deposit. And I'm living on my own. I don't know if I can afford it. Nothing's going great. So she was like, okay, but you know you'll eventually come back and you will eventually adopt a cat. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I will. So a couple more months pass and I'm really starting to get lonely. It's getting into the darker months, so that's not helping at all. And one day I'm talking to one of my neighbors who was or is the sister of my best friend. And she's like, oh, yeah, um, I just got my dog's service animal certified, meaning that I can't be charged anything extra because of ADA laws. And I'm like, oh, that's super cool. I should really look into that. And I discovered that I can just get a comfort animal and that doesn't require any sort of special certification. And it'll still be covered by ADA laws. So they can't charge me extra for a cat. I'm like, OK, this is super cool. So I go in and I, I get a doctor's signature that says, yes, a cat will be very productive for Joe's health. So and like, I bring a, it in. like a, com- sorry, like a, no, like an emotional it. support animal. You had them sign yeah. off on that. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> my cat's, a, my cat is an emotional support animal. Okay. So, so I was, well, because you were like, oh, it's like hundreds of dollars to get a cat. So like mm-hmm. you can have animals, but only if you're rich, but way to cheat the system. I have support. Yeah. It. Yeah, my apartment complex is very good at nickeling and diming people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I actually just got notification the other day that my release is almost up and they're uh, increased my rent by almost 10%. Oh my so, gosh. Yeah, so I'm also looking That's for... That's my uh, favorite letter to get in the mail. <laughs> so I'm trying to find other places. There's one place I'm thinking of, but 
a different matter completely. Actually, no, <laughs> it's related. For this episode, when I talked about puking on the bush outside my friend's apartment, that's the same complex. <laughs> uh, but hopefully they won't remember me. Anyways, so I bring it in and I show it to the person in the office and she's like, I don't know anything about this, so I'm going to talk to my boss about it and we'll get back to you. And then like a week passes and I'm like, so did you talk to your boss? She's like, oh, you know, I just never get the opportunity to. And, you know, it's super busy around here. And I'm like, yeah, okay, sure. So I ask again, please, please talk to your boss. I really want to get a cat. This would be very good for my mental health. It says here, right here in the doctor's note, Joe should have a cat. <laughs> so it's um, the cat shoulders throwing a special event. I can't remember what it was. I think it might have been Mother's Day. And so I stopped by to say hello because I want to support them and I want to get something for my mom. And my mom's there because, of course, she is. Uh, so we talk some. And my mom had already bought me a litter box and some cat dishes because she knew I was going to get a cat. And so I'm, you know, I go and I talk to the owner and she's like, oh, I have the perfect cat for you. You should come back to the shelter and we'll, you can meet the cat and everything is going to be great. And I'm like, okay, I, I guess. Um, so we go back to the place and the cat she wanted me to adopt was an older plaque male cat with FIDS, which is the feline immune deficiency syndrome. So it's like AIDS, but for cats. And I'm like, okay, cool. I like black cats. I don't mind that's an older cat. This is literally the most unadoptable cat because people want non-black female kittens for some reason. God, I hate kittens. There's little walking knives. Piles of knives. Anyways, so... But he's next door, so she goes next door to grab him because next door was a vet clinic, and that's a whole other story. I used to work there. It did not end well. And so in the meantime, you know, I'm walking around and I'm, you know, talking to the cats and I'm petting the cats. And in the back room is kind of where there's like the free roaming cats. And there's this very cute tortoiseshell cat who's just sleeping in uh, a little cat bed, uh, cat bed on top of a tree. He's just chilling out. And so I walk over and pet her and she just immediately starts nuzzling my hand. And one of the volunteers there was like, oh, shit, <laughs> she's she's not actually good with people and she really likes you. You're not going to end up adopting the black cat, are you? And I'm like, well, I don't think so, because this cat's already kind of kidnapped me and it adopted me. So and they they called the cat Hershey because when they first got my cat, they didn't know what gender it was. So they were trying to give it a gender neutral name. So they named it after female pronouns. No. <laughs> Her and he? I, I, I don't know why. They gave their cats really weird names. Um, my cat, the cat my parents adopted from them, his name, which we eventually renamed him Jinx, was Boy Named Sue. Because I think they were listening to Johnny Cash at the time. Oh my gosh. And, Why would they give a cat like a phrase for a name? That's terrible. So they just called him Sue. Oh, oh, I see. Yeah, but his full <laughs> name is Boy Named Sue. I mean, people do that. People give their cats long, complicated names and then call yeah, them by like name. show horse names. <laughs> Man, I mm, my favorite uh, horse name is. Pote no potato. Oh because... yeah, with the eight O's. Yeah, 
<laughs> no, it wasn't potato. It was poto because it's P-A-T-8-O's. Oh. <laughs> Man. I, can, I actually know way too much about certain horse names. Uh, I know that the Kentucky Derby is terrible and that they do terrible things to horses. There was a champion bred horse that almost got the triple crown and he lost the Kentucky Derby and they killed him on the spot. That sounds just about in line with most of the horse people I've ever. No offense to horse people. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you own if you own race horses, you have too much money. Please give me some. But <laughs> if you're just like a horse fan, like horse girls, like they're fine. I've never met a horse girl who ever did me no harm. My best friend is a horse girl. Yeah. She works with horses at Medieval Times now. One of the uh, Medieval Times in the, in the world. Oh, uh, that's so cool. Yeah. So it becomes clear I'm adopting Hershey. And so the owner comes back and she's like, oh, yeah, I got this cat. And the volunteers are like, Hershey adopted Joe. And she's <laughs> like, oh, shit. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to adopt Hershey. But I can't yet because I was I was coming just to look at this cat that um, the owner was telling me to look at. And so I, I you know I can't. I haven't gotten permission. So the owner's like, give me your phone. And so she calls up my apartment complex and is like, hi, my name is blank. I don't want to dox the owner. And my friend Joe is here and they're going to buy a cat. They're going to adopt a cat. And the person on the other line, like I can kind of hear the conversation and kind of figure out where it's going. Because they're like, no, you know, we have, I have to get my boss's permission. So the owner says, no, you don't understand. Joe is adopting this cat and you're going to let Joe adopt this cat. And so there's kind of an arguing. And I can hear the person on the other line just slowly dying inside. The owner is extremely like not necessarily stubborn, but like forceful and persuasive because she owns a cat shelter. She kind of has to be. So the cats get adopted. So she's like, okay, you know, Joe's adopting a cat. You're going to get your permission from the boss afterwards because you've been stalling on this because you don't want to do it. But Joe's going to get a cat. You legally cannot deny Joe a cat. You're doing this. And so the person eventually relents. So the owner turns to me and goes, okay, you can adopt the cat. But we need, you know, we have to take Hershey next door. Double check everything. Because that's one of the services they do is they check to make sure the cat's okay. Uh, when my parents adopted a boy named Sue, uh, during the final checkout, they discovered he had thyroid cancer. Oh. Um, so he needed to get treatment ASAP, which they, they did. And actually, the shelter paid for it because they're amazing. In exchange, they got me as a volunteer. But eventually, Hershey comes back and she's a little standoffish because she doesn't like moving places. And she doesn't really like other cats because, or like just other things at all, because Hershey is feral. Hershey was found in the woods. No one knows who owned it, if anyone. Uh, she has a docked ear, which means that she's been um, spayed. There's like special clinics kind of where you can bring in strays and they'll fix or spay them and then release them back into the wild so they can't just breed everywhere um oh and they dock their ears like the yeah. one ear because oh i didn't know that just a little bit i'll send you a picture of my cat yes i have a very good picture of my cat i will post it 
um, in the audio description. Um, it's it's a very small knock. It's just the very tip of her right ear. Sorry, I had to turn around and look at her. So, I mean, but it's also quite possible that someone didn't want to pay for their cat to get spayed. So they just said she was a feral. And so they got a free spaying. And then they released her into the wild because people suck. But anyways, Hershey's going to be mine. The people there really like me and they're like, you know, Hershey's not going to be an easy cat because Hershey was a feral and she doesn't get along. So we're going to give you double coupons because we rock. And I'm like, sweet, double coupons. So I get all the Please cool Please take this goblin cat away from us is basically what they're saying. <laughs> no, not, not a goblin cat. Well, yeah, she was actually a bit problematic. Uh, she, she I mean, would... in, in my defense, I call all of my cats when they're being naughty, nasty, ugly goblin boy. So yeah. it's it's a term of endearment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but she would, like, kind of fight and growl and wad at the other cats. Uh, so they were happy. They're always happy when a cat gets adopted, but they're happy that they wouldn't have to deal with Hershey anymore. Because <laughs> Hershey and is and or is and was uh, a bit of a uh, priss, which is another term of endearment. I love my cat very, very much. So I get the double coupons. They put Hershey in the carrier, and Hershey's fucking fur not furious, terrified. She won't stop crying. And so eventually she gets loaded into my car and she still won't stop crying. And so I drive her home and she won't stop crying. And it's like a 25 minute drive and the entire time she's crying. And it's horrible. I hated it. Not not Hershey, the drive. She just it was the most sad thing. If you've never heard a cat cry, I don't I don't recommend it. But I get home and I open the cage and she just darts out into my apartment and hides. And so I'm like, okay, so I bring out the food they gave me. She is very particular about her food, so I have to get a very special kind of food for her. I bring out the wood pellets because here's a quick a cool tip for everyone who's listening who has a cat. Uh wood pellets, like they use in wood pellet stoves, makes super good cat litter. It's way cheaper by the pound. When the cat urinates, it dissolves into sawdust, so it covers up the cat urine smell. And when they defecate, it still clumps together really well. So if anyone has a cat, I highly recommend it. But anyways, so she's hiding in my apartment. Um, except she's hiding in the bathroom, so I find her pretty easy. And she's still super shy. I get her to like let me pet her a few times before she hides under my bed. But I, re- I, like, I want her to get used to me. So I crawl under the bed and I manage to get her to snuggle me again. And it's great. And then I kind of get stuck under the bed. So I have to kind of like backwards wiggle out. It took way too long. And that kind of started our relationship. Uh, she hid under the bed almost constantly. I would occasionally hear her sneak out and munch a crunch on some food and drink some water. Um, and I would occasionally hear her use the litter box. But for like, I think about a month, I barely ever saw her. Because she was just super shy. And actually, a lot of my friends and family were like, I think you adopted the wrong cat because you need a support animal. And this cat is just afraid of everything. Like, none of them had ever seen my cat because she just hides. And I don't live in that big of a place. And so I was always like, no, fuck you. I love my cat. She's perfect the way she is. Like, I, I know there's another animal living in here. I can hear her playing with stuff when I'm trying to sleep. I can hear her eating. Everything's fine. And 
so a couple months pass and she's si- she's finally starting to warm up to me. So I, you know, sometimes she'll kind of chill out kind of near me, but if I try to approach her, she runs away. Eventually I discover that when I'm asleep, she'll be asleep on the bed near me. Uh, but when I wake up, she'll run away. And as the time goes by, she slowly starts to like me more and more. She finally starts hanging out with me more and more and everything's great and perfect and fine. And eventually I get to see her eating and she uses the litter box when I'm around instead of just when I'm at work. And so this goes on for a long time. So a year in, I can pet her, but no one else can see her. Two years in, she's vaguely curious when people comes come over. But whenever someone approaches her, she runs away. Three years in, people who were here often can sometimes pet her. Um, mainly a couple friends... Uh, Hannah from last week's episode, Muffin will play with. And then nowadays, she is just the world's biggest cuddle bug. And she's constantly jumping up into my lap or standing in front of my computer when I'm trying to do things. And she sleeps, like, right next to me and everything's adorable. Oh, and I changed her name to Muffin. Uh, It was between Bunny, because she's very soft like a bunny and she liked to rabbit kick me a lot. Um, marble because she's tortoiseshell and her fur is very marbled and muffin because I can't remember why I chose muffin but uh, her name is muffin now because that was the first name I started yelling at her when she started tearing up my furniture she is right now staring at me from my chair I used to have two pull out chairs now they're both muffins Wait, why isn't she sleeping in her cat bed? It's only other... Anyways. So yeah, that's the story of how I adopted my cat. Um, Did your apartment being... ever give you any, like, kickback? Since you kind of... I mean, that's the type of person I aspire to be. The cat shelter owner person who got you the yeah. cat. Yeah. <laughs> but did they ever give you any kickback af- back after that? Nah, they never gave me shit. Um, I mean, every time... They didn't have any legal reason to give you crap, so... Since when do landlords need uh, follow legal reasons to give people crap? Also true. Um, every time I renew my lease, I always make sure to mention, "Hey, I have a cat. She's an emotional support cat. You have the paperwork. Don't try it." And they're always like, "Yeah, yeah," because I always, whenever I read the lease and it says no pets, I go, "Hey, I have a pet. You guys already okayed it. You can't charge me more for this to cover my ass." But yeah, that's the story of how I got a cat. Do you have a prompt for me? I do. So I happen to know you've had a lot of head injuries. I have. So I'd like to know how you got your first head injury. Okay, let me think for a minute about which one that is, because (laughs) with head injuries come memory problems. Uh, We're going to take a quick break while I try to remember, and then I'll come back with the story. Hey there, listeners. This is Joe. Hope you're enjoying the show so much. Uh, surprise! I have intro music now. It is the song Knotwood by the Troubadours, who I'm very happy they're letting me use this song. Uh, you can get their stuff at the-troubadours.bandcamp.com. Uh, there you have one album out to the Pirates of Tripoli. It's a very good album. Uh, and I highly suggest you check it out. Um, also, a spoiler, it is the same song that does the outro. It's just the end of that song. Once again, it's a very good song. As an update, uh, again, 
Loon wasn't able to make it due to scheduling conflicts, but she will be back next episode, and I promise you, it is a good episode. I've been holding out on you, listeners. There's still very good episode uh, stories for me to tell. I'll give you a bit of a teaser. One of the stories is how I once had a mortar go off in my face. So, that's great. Would you like to say hi, Muffin? Of course you do. So, Muffin and I hope you're enjoying the episode. She's not making noise, but I promise she's right here. And I hope to see you next time. Bye. Uh, welcome back. Um, so, the story of my first head injury. First major head injury. I've bonked my head on a lot of stuff as a kid. But my first major one, I think, was third grade. I had these two neighbors who were brothers. And the older brother was older than me by a couple years. The younger brother was my age. And the older brother mainly hung out with me because the neighborhood I grew up in didn't have many kids. It was mainly like old people and young people. So when the young people have kids... They're younger than me by a significant amount. One of the older people had kids, they're the younger parents' age. So he hung out with me a lot because me, my sister, and his brother, we all kind of hung out a lot. And one day, we decide we're going to play a game where, where my septic tank, or my parents' septic tank is. When they were replacing the septic tank, they hired a friend to help dig up the area. When the friend dug it up with his uh, caterpillar tractor backhoe thing he actually ripped the top off the septic tank so to keep it closed they kind of just like put the lid back and just piled on a bunch of rocks to like keep the pressure down and it works apparently and but there's a bunch of rocks there when there's big rocks somewhere kids are gonna play with them because kids are dumb and you can probably see where this is going so there's a big stump and a big tree in my parents front yard and the game we're going to play is we're going to hang two coats, one coat on the stump and one coat kind of in the tree. And the idea is you're we're going to throw rocks and pine cones at the coats and try to knock them down, except we're going to play in teams of two each. The younger brother and my sister in one team and me and the older brother. Now, if you're smart, you're thinking... Okay, so we're standing away from the jackets and we're just throwing rocks and pine cones at them to try to knock them down. No, no, because we don't have that many rocks and pine cones. So instead, we're going to throw rocks and pine cones while sitting underneath the coats. So I'm sitting there with my friend chucking rocks and pine cones at a coat that my friend and sister are sitting right under. And then all of a sudden, I'm on the ground, and I don't remember what happened. And so I sit up, and I'm a little disoriented, and everyone else is, like, staring at me. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. My head kind of hurts. So I put my hand on my head, and it feels kind of weird. And I move my hand away from my head, and my neighbor just goes, ooh, and does that, like, thing. And I'm like, what? And look at my hand. My hand is covered in blood, like absolutely coated. And I'm like, oh, God, no. 
And so I start crying as kids are wont to do. My mom runs out because she's like, oh, okay, they probably did something weird. Oh, God, he's bleeding everywhere. Because back then I used he him pronouns because I was young and trans people weren't a thing. And anyways, he's, he's bleeding everywhere. This is bad. We need to take him to the hospital. So they wrap a bunch of towels around my head. And my mom drives me off while the two neighbor kids are like, oh, God, our parents are going to kill us. My sister's like, eh. Because my sister has never really had empathy. So I get to the hospital and they're like, hey, you know, you don't have an appointment. My mom's like, my kid is fucking bleeding from the head. His skull might be cracked. Fix it. Fix it. Fix it. Fix it. Fix it. Fix it. So they take me back and they x-ray and there's no there's no like broken bones. It's fine. It's just a big cut across my head. Uh, But they're going to have to put in stitches. And before they can put in stitches... They have to sterilize the wound. Uh, so they lay me down on a, uh, a bed and they're like, okay, so this is a new mixture. It shouldn't hurt so much. And it is excruciatingly painful. Like, you know, like when you get a cut and you like put alcohol on it to like sterilize it or you get a scrape and you douse it in hydrogen peroxide, which you're not supposed to do, by the way. Hydrogen peroxide will kill everything around it. Yep. Um, so it won't heal right. You, you want to use it on scrapes or on uh, cuts and stuff, but not on scrapes because that makes it really hard to heal. Ask me how I know how to treat different minor wounds. <laughs> so it's, it's extremely painful. And I remember the nurse going, oh, wow, <laughs> we didn't have to put them in a straitjacket. This formula really does hurt less. And I'm like, this is the worst pain I've ever felt in my life because I was young and I hadn't yet experienced tattoos on the side or having to have an organ removed. And so they stitch me up and they numb me down and they stitch me up and everything's great. Um, And it's electric blue. I remember that because I didn't know what that meant. And I thought it was going to be super cool. And then, no, it's just a light color blue. And so I go to school the next day and my teacher's like, oh, hi, Joe. Oh, God, what happened? So, you know, I explain and they're like, teacher's like, oh, cool. Do you want to tell the class? And I'm like, sure. And I tell the class and my neighbor's in the class and I was kind of a doofus and I didn't realize that'd make him really embarrassed. So he got kind of mad at me, but like no one got in trouble. I got cool stitches in my head, uh, which I wish I could say was the last time I got like a bleeding head injury, but it very much isn't. Um, but that is a story for another time. So unless Haley, you have anything else, I think that is the episode. I think, I think I'm good. All right. Very good. Thank you again for showing up on such short notice. Yeah, great. I'll always listen to an animal story. So Sweet. <laughs> um, I have plenty. Uh, thank you, listeners, for tuning in. I greatly appreciate you listening. And I hope you all have a great rest of your week slash day. Bye. Bye.